We're talking travel. Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein, and we're going to look at the Zhangjiajie National Park. Yes, it's in China, and it was the inspiration for the mountains in Avatar. Some wonderful scenery there. We'll find out a bit more about that. We're also looking at Virgin Atlantic and some improvements they've made to their business class offerings and some improvements for AAT Kings as well. Lots more coming your way. And Sally, we're heading off to China for a really interesting experience. Yes, Jane, and I'll apologise in advance if my pronunciation isn't quite correct. I might have or should have rung Kevin Rudd, shouldn't I, to get the – he speaks Mandarin, doesn't he? So uh, Zhang Zhajie. Now, this is a national forest park that was set up in 1982, and it's the first authorised national forest park in China. And it's also UNESCO now World Heritage listed as well as of 2008. Um, And it covers an area of 480,000 square metres or 185 square miles. And it has been described differently, such as majestic, eccentric, tranquil, delicate and wild. And the thing is, it's got quite rugged tall, extremely tall peaks, like we're talking quite a few hundred metres tall, and they're made of quartz, and just quite indescribable unless you actually look at the photos, and I would suggest anyone interested, there's some fabulous photos if you just Google Zhang Zhaijie, and I guess I should spell that, Z-H-A-N-G-J-I-A. J-I-E. And it's in Yunnan province, which is a southern province of China, and it's in the northern part of that Yunnan province. But it's also extremely um, well uh, forested totally, like the whole area. It's 98% of the area is covered with vegetation. Um, and there's, they've got 720 species of the 122 families, including all the five most important floras, um, the rose family, pulse family, grass, orchid family, etc. So, um, And some of the trees, for example, uh, known as uh, the dove tree, one of them as living fossil, can be traced back as early as the fourth ice age. And so it's quite a, a beautiful area, and it's also home to a lot of different sorts of animals in there as well that are under protection. Golden pheasant, the rhesus monkey, giant salamander, musk deer, and apparently you just see quite a lot of wildlife whilst you're within the park. It also has got this incredible elevator, considered to be the um, the biggest, if you like, elevator. It's quite controversial. It's 326 metres high, and apparently it was, it was built without checking with the people who course, decide it's going to be UNESCO World Heritage, it should not have been built because they're saying it could decimate and be not ecologically kind to the area. So it was actually closed for about 18 months before it was allowed to open again. But it does open, it is open again now and it takes you to the highest point in there and it's at the highest and heaviest outdoor elevator in the world. Um, it's called the Bailong Elevator, B-A-I-L-O-N-G. You can Google that as well. And it's also set always, sorry, it has set already three Guinness World Records as the world's tallest full exposure outdoor elevator, the world's tallest double deck sightseeing elevator and the world's fastest passenger traffic elevator with the biggest travelling capacity. So that is quite remarkable. And there are tours you can do in there if you wish, um, which will take in all these areas. And it became, I guess, more well known in recent years because James Cameron went there to get a lot of his inspiration for filming Avatar. 
And, um, of course, they have the, the Hallelujah Mountains, as it was called, or Floating Mountains, which, if anyone's seen Avatar, it was, it was quite remarkable, that scenery. And this is where he got a lot of his ideas from, and he spent quite a lot of time in this particular area to get his inspiration for Avatar. And there's also a cave in there called the Jinbian Cave, and it's got a height of 382 kilometers up and it looks like a huge flying eagle so you know there's some quite remarkable um spectacular if you like things that you can see within the actual national park itself so um you can sort of go in either through beijing as one area you can go in um, but you can also go in through guangdong to the south um hubei to the north um guizhou to the west chongqing to the northwest the capital is changsha um shanghai is about a thousand kilometers away and beijing about 1200 kilometers and guangzhou of course to the south about 500 kilometers away but it's also accredited with being filled with very skilled craftsmen and women who create wonderful embroidered silks and calf jade and lots of other skillfully made artistic goods as well handcrafted so it sounds like quite a beautiful area to visit and if you look at these i've looked at quite a few pictures if you have a look on youtube or TripAdvisor, and they've got some wonderful pictures of this spectacular especially when there's a mist there it looks very ethereal of course as well so i dare say there wouldn't be too many expressways around there no not at all jane some nice little narrow winding nice roads. and little winding brooks and rivers all through it and some quite spectacular little curved you know as you can imagine in china they often have they just follow the natural mountain. They don't go through them quite often, so they are going around the outside of the mountain. So you'll see some wonderful little roads in there as well if you have a look at that site for that Zhang Zhaizhai National Park. Sally, we're looking at the airways now. Virgin Atlantic in particular, Jane, um, they're upper class as they call it. I mean, business class is what most airlines call it, but some of them do have different names and they consider that theirs is upper class because they consider it is better. So they've been put a lot of thought and effort into creating a, an experience that's really full of, of comfort and very pleasant surprises. So just one of the unique touches is they have complimentary chauffeur-driven cars at the start and end of your journey. Um, they call their they're sort of um, areas clubhouses at the airports because they consider that they're much better than just a lounge um, and they give you a mixture of like a cocktail bar boutique hotel and private members club uh, is what they're saying um, and every lounge if you want to call it that boasts a superb selection of business facilities and entertainment areas and if you're in the mood they'll cook you a freshly cooked light meal or snack as well um, so it's a little bit different than just pre pre-prepared food um, also of course liquid refreshments and at Heathrow and Gatwick which is of course their main two hubs um, in the UK and of course we're talking Richard Branson's airline here Virgin Atlantic um, you can enjoy a complimentary massage manicure or haircut and round it off with a dip in a spa um, they consider they've got one of the longest fully flat beds in business class um, and also what they have done with that is that on one side your seat is covered in this lovely soft purple leather a touch of a button at seat the seat flips over to become a, a nice firm bed with support foam and each suite comes with its own ottoman which doubles as a seat so you can put your feet up or invite a guest to join you for dinner and all suites face forward and have direct aisle access as well and they also have a stylish bar on board so if you can't sleep or whatever and you want to have a chat and make new friends if you like you can sit up at the bar and have a little fancy nightcap 
Um, they have in-seat laptop power, um, so you don't have to worry about batteries. 25 centimetre wide screen personal TV. So really, it's everything you can imagine, and you're fast tracked through to and when you check in, whether you're coming by chauffeur driven or checking in at just normal check-in lounge, they'll have you checked in and to their clubhouse. They're saying in 10 minutes. Um, so that's a lot to uh, live up to. But there, and also if you arrive in London Heathrow, they have what they call their revivals lounge, where you can have an invigorating shower, and whilst you're freshening up, they'll cook you breakfast, so you don't have to have the awful breakfast on the plane that we usually all hate. Middle um, business class is usually better than that. And while you freshen up, they'll even iron and mend your clothes for you. And then if you like, your chauffeur's ready to take you wherever you need to go. All this and you get where you want to go. Absolutely. And enjoy so, a great holiday. So you're thinking business class. And we do, I must say, Jane, get incredible good reports back from Virgin Atlantic as well and V Australia across to the States and so on. They are offering a very good service and they do domestically as well with their Virgin Australia. So that's Virgin for you for today. Um, now, touring. A lot of people are grey nomads these days and do tour Australia themselves. But there's a lot of people out there who wish to go with the comfort of of a tour company and a tour manager and still experience that wonderful outback that we love and adore. So AAT Kings um, have uh, just concluded uh, research into how customers felt about their domestic touring program and they've taken a bit of a fresh approach with their program for the next couple of years. So they're trying to include more authentic experiences for their customers on board um, with local dining experiences in each of the regions rather than just eating at your motel or hotel. So there's something to be incorporated that's indicative of the area. Um, It might even be in family homes or local working establishments where you meet hosts and sample local produce. Also things like, you know, visiting authentic rum distilleries in Kununurra um, or you might be you, and also you have a private dinner there where you learn about the operation and it's apparently the oldest operating distillery so there you go and of course sample the local rum but travellers to Western Australia will also have the option of visiting the Palandry Winery in Margaret River having said that they're having some awful situations there at the moment with the bushfires mm. aren't they let's hope they've got that all under control um, but there's some unique opportunities and they've also upgraded their accommodation to using Nova Hotels, Crown Plazas and Mantra brands. So that's really a a, very high standard of accommodation. And also 10 top-of-the-range Mercedes-Benz vehicles will have got new efficient engines, which enhance the customer experience and also reduce carbon pollution. So they're trying to do everything that they can to make the whole experience a lot better. And in the Northern Territory, quickly too, there's an optional lecture where you can take part in a wildlands, wetlands safari at the Mary River part of the top end. And that's quite a remarkable part of the world. I don't know whether, Jane, have you been to the Mary River part of Kakadu in there? Yes, bits of I think. Yes, and it it is an incredible lot of flora and of course fauna and of course your salty crocs as well. But yeah, so there's some innovations for you happening with um, just Virgin Atlantic and also at home with AAT Kings. Thank you Sally Lucas. Thank you Jane. And you'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.